Well, good evening. It's good to see you all here tonight. Um, sounds like a few of you are fighting off something like I am, and so forgive me if I sound too congested up here. It's only because I am congested. So, but I do want to welcome you and say that I'm so glad that you're out here tonight. It's always so special when we come together at night, isn't it, to sing, and especially on Good Friday to remember the work of Jesus on the cross. I want to invite you to open your Bible to Isaiah 53 with me. It was one of the passages that we read earlier, but we're going to look a little closer at it. Uh, there's some Bibles on the seats in front of you if you need them. Uh, tonight's a really special service. Again, it's not uh, light-hearted. It has a bit more of a somber feel, as you've probably already felt. Uh, it's supposed to be that way because it's important for us to take a long, hard look at the cross and the weight and the grief of Jesus' death. You know, on Sunday mornings, if you've been here with us, we've been talking a lot about exile, the concept of living in exile. When you are in exile, it means you're not at home. It means your true home is elsewhere. And so life for you, wherever it is you live, is often uncomfortable and challenging, makes you feel like an outsider, you face rejection, persecution possibly in a number of ways. Uh, I personally can relate to being an outsider. I'm sure many of us in this room have felt that as well. For me, it came actually in, in church of all places. Interesting growing up. Uh, when I came to faith in junior high, uh, I was kind of a new kid to the church and new to the whole uh, Jesus thing, more or less. And there was this in crowd at church, and I wasn't a part of that in crowd. And so I was on the outside, and it was a bit uncomfortable and I didn't like the fact that I didn't quite feel at home there, even though I had found this new home and faith in Jesus, of course. I also didn't quite feel at home at school as kind of a Christian kid. I was kind of, I was kind of obnoxious when I was younger, and I'm glad Amber didn't meet me until later in life in college because I was uh, somewhat, yeah, I was an interesting junior hire. I guess we all are, right? And uh, at school, though, I didn't feel... At home, I felt out of place. I was kind of goofy and kind of weird because of my faith and other things, so I just didn't quite fit in there. And so, yeah, maybe you can relate. The reason I bring this up on Good Friday is because Good Friday is an opportunity to remember that Jesus, of all people, knows what it's like to be in exile. He knows what it's like to be rejected and cast out to be an outsider, to be scorned and looked down on and treated poorly. Really, the cross shows us this example of Jesus as the ultimate exile, who was not welcomed in and embraced with open arms, but instead was put to death like a criminal. We see this in Isaiah 53. Again, you've turned there, and the words aren't going to be on the screen. I just want to read it for us. I'm going to start in verse 3 of Isaiah 53. It says... He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, 
stricken by him and afflicted. This famous Old Testament prophecy is pointing forward to the work of Jesus Christ and telling us that he would be despised and rejected. A man of suffering and sorrows, he was afflicted. I mean, talk about an outsider. And then the text continues, if you look at verse 5, the ultimate expression of this. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. So it's pointing forward to his death. He would be pierced and crushed and wounded. Again, Jesus was the ultimate exile, cast out and killed by those in power, a horrific, torturous death on a cross, abandoned by his friends and left to die as a criminal. And so here on Good Friday tonight together, we remember that Jesus was an exile, and there's a few different angles that we can look at that at. And the first is that he was in exile with us. He can relate. He's no stranger to suffering, to rejection. He was acquainted with pain and grief, and I hope that tonight we can take comfort in that fact as we see the death of Christ. John Stott famously said, I can never myself believe in God if it were not for the cross. In the real world of pain, how could one worship a God who was immune to it? We wonder today, don't we, about evil in the world? Why does it exist? Pain, suffering, why does God allow it out there in the world in general and in our lives specifically? Many of you are here tonight, probably carrying burdens with you as you came in the door, dealing with loss, dealing with grief of various kinds. You can wonder, why does God allow this in my life? We don't always have easy answers to those questions, but the cross shows us what the answer cannot be. It cannot be because God is not interested in our suffering, that he doesn't care, that he's so removed and far off and comfortable somewhere else that he just doesn't want to get caught up in our pain. No, as John Stott says, how can we worship a God that's immune to the pain and suffering that we experience? And yet we see in the cross of Christ that he's not immune. He's experienced grief and sorrow and suffering. On Good Friday, we see this pain that he experienced, his death on a cross, and we can hopefully take comfort in that, that Jesus was in exile with us. But also Isaiah 53 shows us that he was in exile by us. You see in verse three, it says he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. And so verse three, who was Jesus rejected by? Humanity, by us, by mankind. We rejected Jesus. It was human voices that mocked him and human hands that crucified him. John 1 Verse 10 puts it this way, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. 
He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Think, how, how tragic. The author of life sentenced to death. I mean, if anyone should have been welcomed and honored and embraced, it would have been Jesus, the King of kings, the King of glory, the creator of the universe. And, and yet... He goes to his death. We don't recognize him because of our pride, maybe our lust for power, our blindness. And so we can take comfort that Jesus was in exile with us, but we should be unsettled, honestly, and grieved by the fact that he was in exile by us. Cast out, rejected by us. And maybe you're here this evening and you object. You say, well, I didn't kill Jesus. I wasn't the one who put him on that cross physically. It wasn't, wasn't me. It was just people a long time ago. I would submit to you that I don't think we would have done any different than the crowds did many centuries ago. Because tonight's not just about an isolated event that happened 2,000 years ago, but it tells us something about the human heart, the human condition, that we have rejected the author of life. And so hopefully seeing that would be some kind of wake-up call for us. We say, I didn't realize it was, it was that bad. But putting Jesus on a cross, realizing that same capacity is in our hearts as well. So Jesus was in exile with us. He's in exile by us. There's one more. Any guesses? He was in exile for us, for us, right? Because Good Friday is not just a day of tragedy and loss. It is also a day of triumph and joy and salvation. Verse 5 again of Isaiah 53, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And so there's great joy in Good Friday when we realize that his punishment brought us peace. His wounds brought us healing. That the Lord took the consequences and punishment for sin that we deserved and placed it upon him. He was in exile for us. And so somehow Good Friday is a day that highlights both the depth and depravity of the human heart and highlights the height of God's love and his grace and his mercy on the world. Because sin brings death and punishment and judgment, but God is good and just and so rather than having to bear the consequences of sin, we can put our faith in Christ and he bears our sins instead. So substitution is at the heart of the gospel. He became an exile so we could be welcomed home. He was cast out so we could be brought near into the family of God. 
read recently about a pastor that was explaining this, the, the meaning of the cross, and after he was teaching, someone came up and objected to the way he was explaining the cross and the atonement and Jesus taking the punishment for our sin. Uh, this young man he was talking with didn't, didn't like that, didn't like that it made God sound angry, didn't think that it was the right picture to paint, and so the pastor walked him through the various places in Scripture, like Isaiah 53 and like the sacrificial system in Leviticus and like the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus talks about taking the cup of God's wrath, points to all these examples in Scripture saying, hey, here, this is found in God's Word. God explains that this is what was taking place. And he still wasn't convinced. And so he asked him a simple question. He says, are, are you a sinner? Again, the pastor talking to this young man who says, I don't like the idea of consequences and punishment for sin. He says, well, are, are you a sinner? He said, well, yeah. And so he says, then, how is it that you are made right with God and forgiven? And he paused. And he paused some more. And he had no answer. Couldn't respond. Had nothing to say. Really, because for him, that personal reality of substitution, that Jesus died in my place, for some reason, he intellectually was opposed to that. And so while he would still call himself a Christian, he couldn't really articulate why the cross mattered, what it meant to him or for him. And so on Good Friday, we cannot lose sight the reality that Jesus died for us, for you, for me. He took the punishment we deserve so that in exchange... We receive grace, freedom, adoption into God's family, cleansing. We're washed and purified and given new hearts in a relationship with the God who loves us. So Jesus was in exile with us, by us, and for us. That's what Good Friday is about. As we transition now to a time of communion together, we remember the cross, not just through our songs and prayers and through the reading and hearing of God's word, but through taking the elements in our hands, the bread and the cup. See, on the night Jesus was betrayed, the night before Good Friday, his death, Thursday evening, he's sharing a meal with his disciples and he takes the bread and he breaks it and he says, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, 2,000 years ago, Jesus told his disciples to take the bread and the cup and to remember his sacrificial death for them. And that's exactly what we are going to do together tonight. And so I'm going to pray in just a minute. The music's going to play. We invite you. There's two stations up front for you to come and participate 
with us. We practice an open table here, which means if you are a believer, if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, we welcome you to participate with us, even if you're uh, from another church or out of town or just visiting. But if you're here this uh, evening and you're not a Christian, wouldn't consider yourself a follower of Jesus, then we just encourage you to remain seated and reflect on the things we've talked about tonight. Let's pray. Jesus, we praise you tonight. You are our King. You are our Savior. And we thank you for doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. You've rescued us and forgiven us of our sins through your death on the cross. And so as we take the bread and the cup, I pray you would help us to remember you and your sacrifice Would you fill our hearts with joy and gratitude to you, our Savior. Amen.